Hello, I'm Emily Dean. And I'm Kim Highland. We are mother and daughter and your hosts for You're Not, Not That, that special. special. But um, I'm your mom and I think you're very special. So why are we calling this You're Not That Special? Because in a world that tells me I'm either not so great or I could be great if I just did this, I want to know that I can just be me, embracing the wonder and joy of my everyday life. That does sound really great. Let's talk about it. Hello, Mom. Hey, Emmy. Um, today we're going to be talking on a sensitive topic, and we uh, would recommend that you not listen to this episode if there are little ears present. Um, and yeah, we're we're talking about uh, child trafficking in the U.S. and this is something that we have been aware of for some time. We, um, Mom and I have done work. We've done uh, some advocating in this area back when I was in high school. And um, I've been aware of it since that time, since I was in high school. But recently I read a story um, and was actually talking to Mom about it before our, we recorded one of our episodes, mm-hmm. and um, it just hit me in a way that I've never been before. Um, having children um, makes learning about um, child sex trafficking so much more vivid to me. You know, imagining my own children in such a desperate situation is um, horrendous, and yeah. it really. It gives me a fierceness Mm -hmm. on this topic that I've never had before, but I was sharing with mom. Recently, I was reading um, and just learning more about what is going on in our nation, particularly, and what people are doing to help these children who have been rescued from trafficking situations. And I learned about this little girl, We'll call her Emily because that was the name she was given in this uh, um, in this Instagram post from one of the organizations that is helping children to recover after trafficking. They named her Emily, and maybe that's why it hit me. I don't know, but um, it was this little girl whose um, angel, you know, the person who was helping her recover, dropped her off at her school, which is in this secluded area, you know, it's a a safe school for Mm -hmm. these children who are recovering. And she dropped her off. She was going to drop her off at this school, and Emily, this little girl, just started sobbing in the car. Mm -hmm. And she fell asleep. You know how when you're in trauma, like a woman in birth sometimes, during birth, she'll fall asleep in between contractions? Mm -hmm. It made me think of that, like the yeah. stress. And all of a sudden, she just fell asleep. And she was asleep for like a minute. And then she woke up oh. and she said, thank you you know, to the, her angel, whatever her name was. I just needed a minute to get the courage to go to school. Oh. And she's little, like yeah. five or six. And she went to school. And then when she was done, her angel came to pick her up. And uh, the little girl, Emily, was just like, telling her all about this coloring page that she had done and told her all about her snack that day. 
And her angel was like, this is such a big deal because she had a normal day. Wow. She had a kid day. And it just, it brought me to tears because I thought of my children and how often they color. Yeah. And how often. And how every day is a normal kid day. Exactly. And for her, that was exceptional. That was the exception, that she was a Mm -hmm. child. Yeah. For a day. known, who had been trafficked and just known things that no person ever ought to, but particularly not a child. Yeah. Experiences. And immediately my thought was, I have to do something. Yeah. You know, but how do I, how do I make this immediate? How do I reach through the phone and grab Emily and hug her and write the (laughs) horrendous wrongs of her life? Yeah. I mean... We should be indignant when we hear about these things. We should be angry. But my anger isn't going to solve the problem. Yeah. I can't indignantly post a bunch on Instagram and change it. Right. You know, that's not yeah. going to move this forward. So what can I do? Right. Um, how do I take in information without being completely overwhelmed, you know, which renders me useless? Yeah. If I'm overwhelmed, then I'm not going to do anything. Right. Um. I'm not afraid, you know. Yeah. I, I don't think we should be afraid. We should be cautious. We should be, yeah. you know, we should be aware that this is here. This is Yeah, I remember when I was first finding present. out about it was when you were in high school about human trafficking, human sex trafficking, and that was the shocking thing to me. And I think, you know, to a lot of people at that point, because you always thought of it, I mean, to think of it at all was, or to find out about it was... Um, to a lot of people, they didn't know slavery still existed, right? And, you know, there are more slaves today than there ever, than have, there been. ever have been. Um, that, yes, slavery is alive and well. And, but people always thought of it as something foreign. And so that was the shocking thing, to find out that it is not just foreign. It's everywhere. And mm-hmm. it's in, in the U.S., and um, I know we were talking about this earlier, but you know, I I believe the U.S. is the biggest consumer when it comes to the issues surrounding sex trafficking. Whether that's and there's so much um, crime going online. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it is such a hard thing to. It's shocking, and it's. It's hard to look at, and like you said, there's there's anger, there's indignation, there's I got to do something, um, but that level of emotion isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. You can't stay there, and so I think most of us do. Think, I mean, even though I've advocated in the past, I've, you know, I, I'm also, I would say, guilty of. Guilty is a strong word, and I don't say that to, you know, convey any shame to anybody, but it's just human nature. You can't keep looking at it. And so if you don't find something rational and sustainable, a way of responding to it, you'll pull away from it if it's not directly affecting your life. And, um, of course, there are people who have started companies and organizations, and there's so many now, um, even 10 years ago. And there were a lot then, but I, I felt like 10 years ago I could kind of keep track of them. And, and now there are so many, which is awesome. It's really wonderful. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things I remember about it 
And this is significant because of the crazy times that we're living in right now. And I think we forgot to say, today, this is an extra episode, is July 30th, and it is World Day Against Trafficking. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're doing this, um, because it's a cause that we care about, and it it really, there's a lot of talk about it recently, Mm -hmm. um, with things, you know, just life being flipped upside down. There are a lot of hard things, um, but also a lot of really terrible things that are rising. Yeah. And we see that, and this is definitely one of them. And whenever there's tragedy, um, there are evil people who will take, exploit that, and you'll have more victimization. So with COVID-19 and all the crisis that's gone on in the world, there, there has been, um, more of this happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess, you know, in response to what you're saying, we do need to be aware because we do, it's not just overseas. I mean, there are things we need to do to protect our children and and those we love, particularly online, Mm -hmm. because there's this sense of, you know, if you watch your kids, lock the doors, et cetera, you're safe, yes, but you also need to be aware of when you give your child your phone to keep them busy or they're playing a game that you, there's just ways to um, make yourself aware. And we'll, we'll post some of those. There's some, I mean, there's tons of great websites, but there's some that particularly speak to that kind of caution. And I just want to say for the mothers who are listening, because this is my response. I, I will, I'll start reading everything and my head just spins. Yeah. And I'm like, and there's no end of it. Right. There's no and end of information. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially when I think about the safety of my own children, I'm like, ah, like, you know, put mm-hmm. all the laptops in jail, you know, hide the phones, you know. Yeah. We have to, there is a tension between doing, you know, what we can, mm-hmm. doing uh, everything we can, you know, mm-hmm. to protect mm-hmm. our children and not living in fear. Right. Um, we have cell phones, we have laptops. And they can be used for lots of incredible good, mm-hmm. like, you know, 515, which we're going to talk about in just a minute, and also for evil. But just that there is, there is, I believe, a way to, to be cautious within reason and mm-hmm. to be careful mm-hmm. and to make decisions for your family without just totally being overwhelmed and being terrified for your kids. Like, yeah. You can you can take thoughtful, practical steps, and then you pray and you trust the living God to provide for you. Which is really, it's I think it's living in the reality of our real lives. There is real evil, yeah, and it is everywhere. Yeah, and we love our children, but you know, God loves our children even more than we do. Yeah. So I mean, I just I need to say that for the personalities out there who are like me, mm-hmm. who can just be totally afraid and not even want to go for a walk and I mean right yeah and just lock everything down and there's right. I think either extreme you know there's we want to extremes are easy so the extreme of you know kind of going on lockdown and being you know hyper vigilant and um the other extreme of no that'll never happen to me right you know, um it either one is is an extreme and not sustainable. And so I think that 
If you know that there's a danger and it's close by, you better look at it. Mm-hmm. You better address it. Um, do what you can. But then it goes beyond just keeping our own children safe. Right. And the reality is our children could be victims, but there is a typical victim. Yeah. And it usually is a child who isn't, doesn't have somebody being very vigilant for them. Right. And those children matter too. Yeah. Um, I think it's an issue that is worth letting our hearts break over. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. It's, you know, we want to look away from painful things. We do. But it's, it's worth letting our hearts break. But then what? Then what? And um, that's what we wanted to talk about today. Um, and just briefly, I want to share something that I created. It's been about five or six years ago, mm-hmm. um, but it's called 515. And um, it is just a response to kind of what we've been talking about. You know, what can I do? How can I be a part of this? I've, I've got a full life. I can't start an organization. I can't, I don't have a lot of money to give to these organizations that are fighting human trafficking um, so what part could I play? And this came out of conversations that I had with people who are on the front lines. I know a few people who have founded different organizations and they've done amazing things and, I mean, are literally rescuing people. And something they always emphasized was how this is such a spiritual battle. If mm-hmm. ever there was one, yeah. this is a spiritual battle. And if you're familiar with Scripture, you might have heard the Scripture in Ephesians that says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, and powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And um, that's from Ephesians 6, and the, the chapter goes on to tell us what to do. And it says, put on the full armor of God. So when the day of evil comes, you can stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, it is a, a, great, um, a great section of Scripture that's just very practical, very empowering. Mm-hmm. And so the, what these people expressed to me over and over was, we need people praying. Yeah. We need people praying. Um, I know IJM, International Justice Mission, is one of the biggest organizations that fights for justice um, all around the world. And I've read how prayer is so integral to everything they do, all their operations. And so when I heard that, I was like, that's something everybody can do. So that's what 515 is. It's just a way to give somebody um, a way to advocate and to pray. And the idea of it is to spend... Five to fifteen minutes a day, praying specifically about this issue, and at then five fifteen, five, right? Yeah, ideally. I mean, it's just it's helpful to me. I have you know five fifteen a.m. p.m. You know, I have either one. I mean, a.m. if you're up super early, I do p.m. But my phone alerts me, and I'll just spend five minutes praying for this issue. Um, I have a website that I've created that has resources that you you can go to some of the organizations, and some of them, like IJM, will have actual pages 
These are currently what we need prayer for. Mm -hmm. A lot of the organizations now, I mean, everything's become so high tech. You can sign up and they'll send you prayer requests or they'll send you alerts that this is going on or this rescue is going on or this court case is going on. Please pray. And so it's just a way for anybody to become involved in a really, really integral way. Mm. And... um, we will leave the note to the um, website in, I mean, leave the link to the website in the notes, but it's 5-15.org, Fighting the Darkness of Human Sex Trafficking with the Light. And it's based on the scripture in Matthew 5.15, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. I think this is a way to kind of take what you said, Em, that fierceness, you know, that mama bear. Mm-hmm. It's scary, yeah, but push comes yeah. to shove. Somebody tries to hurt your child, your niece, your nephew, a little one that you love, or, or not even, you know, we're talking, we're emphasizing children, but a person, a person that you love, there's a fierceness that you rises up in you. Right. And... They're going to have to come through you. And I think it's, it is almost embracing that and then putting it to a real, a real practical use. Mm-hmm. Another scripture, um, and this is really convicting to me, it's in Hebrews 13, verse 3. It says, Remember those who are in prison or in chains as though you were there with them and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body of Christ. Wow. So as followers of Jesus, this isn't optional. Right. We are to remember them and we're to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And um, this is just a way to kind of wrap our hearts and heads around this. And the website, if you, if you look at it, there are resources, there are prayers, mm-hmm. uh, there are links to other organizations, and it's, it's just a way to help you engage. And so... Um, this, this is how we're taking action, and, um, and we just want to encourage you. Your prayers are needed in this uh, issue, and they're really, really powerful for good. Thanks so much for listening. You can connect with us at You're Not That Special on Instagram. You can connect with at Emily Varee, that's Emily V-A-R-E-E, and you can connect with my mom at Kim Highland, that's Kim H-Y-L-A-N-D. And if you haven't listened to it already, be sure to take a listen to our first episode where we explain why you're not that special. (laughs) Until then, we encourage you to embrace the wonder and joy of your everyday life. See you next time.